0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
1: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the US, more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org.
2: As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. vs. China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Just a quick announcement before we get started. A quick thank you to everyone who has bought a t-shirt during our campaign. We'd like to thank our partners, Inked and In Screen, for making this campaign possible all the way up until November 15th where you can get a single-sided t-shirt for $15 or a double-sided t-shirt for $17 as well as $3 decals. So thank you to Inkton Screen for making that happen. If you'd like to order a shirt now, you can go to the merch page on our website at trivialitypodcast.com or you can go in the show notes of this episode and we'll make sure that that link is available to you down there. Just a reminder though, this campaign goes until the 15th and then prices will revert back to normal. So if you'd like to get a t-shirt, now's the time. We really hope you enjoy this episode with Julia and Lauren of the Misinformation Podcast. It's a fun one.
4: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and I'm joined in the studio, as always, by the full collective today, Ken, Matt, and Jeff. How's it going, guys?
5: What up? Triviality late night. Yeah, I like
3: being called the full collective. That's like our band name. Maybe. It's either a collective of, of artists or a collective of serial killers, one way or another. I don't know.
4: It well, can... most of us are certainly not artists, so...
3: Well, that's, uh, every, everyone can be an artist in their own, right? But thank you for joining me today. Um, we have uh, Matt back from the factory. Ken's back from his uh, Time Machine uh, mini golf game with Marie Curry's great-great-grandson. Oh, you haven't, even, you haven't even heard that yet, so you have no idea. <laughs> <Not> at all. <laughs> well, Wait. it's okay. You were there.
4: <laughs> well, he was, he was there and then back and then back again. Yeah. That's right. how time travel works.
3: Well... Yeah, so it's like the butterfly effects or something. I don't know. Um, but we're very, very uh, excited today because we have uh, some returning guests who many of you, uh, I had to tell them before we started, uh, reached out to us and told us how much you loved them. And we wanted to make sure they were back on again. And that's Julianne Lauren from the Misinformation Podcast. How's it going? Woo.
6: Hello. Hey, guys. We, we have a flamboyance of uh, trivia co-hostesses here yes. in Rochester. Yes. If you have a collective of artists. Yes. So, <laughs> so. we are a flamboyance. Yeah. Ooh, yes.
3: I like that. Uh, a flamboyance of, tri- and then in, somewhere in Colorado, there's like a gaggle of trivia hosts or something, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah. I th- uh, but uh, before we get started, and and you guys are actually going to host the game today. Um, just wanted to uh, have a little note here. Uh, we had a listener. Uh, we had a listener submit a question. Um, I said the name wrong, and I just I feel bad because I don't like getting anyone's Shame name wrong. Shame on you, Neil. I know.
0: Tisc, I've tisc. I've never done that once, Peter <laughs> Nguyen.
3: I. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> apologize again
3: yeah, Peter, peter's uh experienced that before um but i uh, just wanted to say thank you to emily Selfie. uh we apologize that we said your name wrong uh the first time and uh, you actually sent us a really nice audio clip and uh, hopefully with your permission i'm just going to play it so that everyone else will get it right for the rest of your life so we don't uh you don't have to worry about you know other people getting it wrong so here it is Emily Selfie. so
4: thank you very much emily Selfie. Yeah, um, what you should do, please, Emily, is if uh, every time somebody says your name wrong, just ask them to please reference this episode, <laughs> and then they can download our episode. That would be that would be really great. It's the official <laughs> record, so hopefully it helps you. It would definitely help us. So thank you. Um, on the on a quick note though, uh, I had to look it up because when you said you were a flamboyance, I I was pretty sure that was an animal group too. And it yes. is. It's a flamboyance of flamingos. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
6: yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, we love
3: flamb- still not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Love That's one of here. Lauren's
6: favorite trivia topics. Well, hold you know, on, all the different don't, ones. don't ruin their Animal upcoming
3: groups. questions
5: here because they're about to host a game for
3: us. <laughs> they are about to host a game for us. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, and it, yeah. is, it is not about Pink Flamingos, John Waters classic. But mm. you, um, you
5: already ruined one of my questions coming up when you texted us uh, Gritty, the new uh, Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> mascot.
3: The, the orange grimace. Is yeah. It, it looks like a <laughs> drunken Muppet. Just give
4: it three weeks, I still won't know it. <laughs> uh,
3: well, I, I love my, I told the, the guys here that my favorite uh, take of it was someone on Twitter and the all they said was, man, Gritty's seen some <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well Julia and Lauren um, you guys are coming to us from Rochester, New York you have an awesome podcast but uh, this time why don't you just tell a little bit? Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to and there's some uh, pretty exciting news in the future uh, it sounds like
7: yes, uh, both Julia and I happen to be on an ep- uh, two episodes of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, a little game Ooh. show that's been on the air for quite a while now
0: Regis Wait. <laughs> uh,
7: Regis is no longer uh, with us uh,
0: Oh no! Uh, on RIP. The game. Not. Oh, he's
7: okay. still alive. Oh,
6: yeah. We preemptively call people dead. Oh all my the god! Time. <laughs> my who fault, hosts but. it
5: now? Terry Cruz?
6: <laughs> it's uh, Chris Harrison. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, the bachelor. the bachelor. Yes. And oh. can I tell you, so handsome.
3: Yeah. Beautiful.
6: Yeah, suits.
7: they care. I hear it's a prerequisite. No, no, I, no. I, they need I, to know. We I, do.
3: I appreciate <laughs> handsome men. I'll, I will thank say. You, that.
7: Thank you. Thank you. And also, not a stitch of work done on his face. Ooh. He is all natural, and he looks great. No le- <laughs> filler, nothing. He looks good really, really him.
3: good. That's always exciting. You yeah. never know in Hollywood. You never know how much I work I can almost never head. say good for them. I'm just so envious
4: of men <laughs> like that.
6: Yeah, it was a great experience. We were in the middle of the desert in Las Vegas for awful. like three days, and it was 120 degrees. But we... We went on a game show. Yeah. Oh, so sounds like our studio. It was wild.
7: Yeah. <laughs> that's
3: that's Pretty really cool. awesome. Congratulations on that. That's yeah, neat. but in in Vegas it's a dry heat. Oh, that's our what, studio. Yeah, that's is not. What the humidity <laughs> over. Yeah, anyone who's yeah. been in this studio yeah. before, they know how how terrible and humid it is in it's, here. it's a smelly sauna.
5: Well, um I think today uh, me and Matt are going to team up again. let mm-hmm. Let's be uh right. let's be gritty
3: today. Mm. Gritty the Drunken oh. Muppet. <laughs> yes. Gritty the okay, Drunken Muppet. I'm going to write
7: it down. Gritty, yeah. gritty
3: the Muppet. <laughs> let's do a mascot showdown so we can either be Ooh, Benny the Bull local or we could be Philly the Philly Fanatics. Cuz it's Philadelphia themed I guess. We're not even in Philly, but we'll be the Philly <laughs> oh. fanatics. No, fanatics. Fanatics.
7: <laughs> you want to be the Fanatics? Okay. Gritty and the uh
6: Fanatics.
3: Uh, And before we start, I know some people who listen to the show know about you already, but uh, where can they find your podcast uh, first here? And then we'll remind them at the end of the show.
6: Uh, Misinformation is on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, Um, Google Play, Stitcher and any other podcast app using our
3: RSS feed. Well, wonderful. Uh, Julie and Lauren uh, had a very, very special gift they sent us. They actually... paid for our rules guy to record in their home, our mm-hmm. rules, and then they, they emailed it to us and said, hey, he did a brand new take. Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys play it? And so here it is from Julian Lauren.
4: The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions at the end of the game someone will be named the cream of the crop i'm talking about
2: all the way to the top yeah,
3: yeah um, it's so different but almost the same yeah. the acoustics in that room amazing could right? barely tell <laughs>
1: the yeah difference. they're really good yeah
3: yeah uh we well, have yeah, take it away
6: awesome all right here we go with our first round question one the powerpuff girls three superheroes created by professor utonium have powers including flight super speed super strength and x-ray vision don't lose your confidence and tell us the name of the villainous chimpanzee who is Mm. the powerpuff girls arch enemy
3: i'm good you remember this one Uh, yeah i knew we would know it (laughs) i i know the show and i i'm just so bad with names in general
4: uh as the beginning told us uh anything jeff yeah, I feel really bad about this one because um, I'm a fan of Genny Tartavosky and his work. He did Dexter's Lab. Mm-hmm. Um, the monkey in that one was uh, M, though, I think. And okay. I, I think this one might be a similar one like uh, Umgatu or something like that, but I don't quite remember If it. you said
3: Umgatu, it's pretty specific to come, come off your gut. Do so you want to go with Umgatu? <laughs> yes. Something random like, I don't know, Umgatu. Okay, we're going to lock in
6: with Umgatu. It could
4: be totally it's wrong. very
5: specific for being a wrong answer. Uh, I believe it's Mojo Jojo. It is Mojo Jojo.
6: The answer is Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo.
4: Now I need to look up what the monkey is in Dexter's lab. <laughs> uh,
6: a, bit, a, a bit more information about Mojo Jojo. Um, he was the professor's reckless lab assistant named Jojo before <laughs> Professor Utonium created the Powerpuff Girls. And he was in the same accident that created the girls, giving Jojo super intelligence.
3: Mm. Ooh. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great show. All right, question two. Which famous German composer was charged with prowling and vagrancy in 1820 when he was picked up by the Baden police for peeping into windows in the moonlight? His rap sheet didn't specify if he was looking for a lease.
3: Hmm. Hmm. German composer. I, I have Elise. one here. I have one here, Jeff. I don't know if that's too simple, though. Oh, I, Oh, geez. Okay. You good? Uh, yes, we're, we are okay. good.
5: Okay. Okay. So, a um, couple German composers. Uh, mm-hmm. Wagner is too late for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Brahms might be German. Um, but the thing that <laughs> is jogging my memory is uh, "Fairies" is a, class- or a romantic oh, yeah, 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 period yeah. song. I think that was Beethoven. That and he is German.
0: Yeah, that is the name of uh, the. I mean, the song that everyone knows. All right, let's go song. with
5: Beethoven.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, luckily um, we had the question read again because we didn't hear the clue until the second time, but uh, we went with our, our old friend Ludwig von Beethoven.
7: You are both correct. It is Beethoven. Uh, Mm -hmm. Extra points for Gritty for pronouncing it the correct (laughs) German
6: way of Beethoven. (laughs) So uh, Beethoven was promptly arrested by a policeman who mistook him for a tramp and threw him in jail, Mm -hmm. even when Beethoven insisted that he was one of the finest composers of his generation. And they were like, tell it to the
7: judge.
5: Can't, Can't you be both a great composer and also a tramp? Yeah,
3: exactly. I, hey Charlie, yeah. Charlie Chaplin was. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin was a, a tramp and a very good composer. Mm-hmm. Yes, of that's
2: films,
6: yeah, he mm. was. <laughs> Question three, within one hundred dollars, in nineteen seventy six, Apple co-founder Ronald Wayne sold back his ten percent stake in the company to Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak for how much money? Oh,
5: that's I just heard this. Bite. Sad. You, oh, you call it
0: he did not want to be a millionaire apparently we're locked in um i just i had a number stuck in my head immediately at six hundred
3: dollars so we locked in with six hundred dollars i wrote five dollars jeff wrote five hundred and we uh we ended up going five hundred
6: okay well it was supposed to be within a hundred dollars so neither of you actually got it mm. it was eight hundred
3: dollars oh. oh wow so close
6: So um, Ronald Wayne actually drew the first Apple logo. Um, He wrote their original partnership agreement and he wrote the Apple One manual. Mm. So a year after leaving Apple, Wayne received $1,500 for his agreement to forfeit any claims against the new company. And as of August 2018, if Wayne had kept Uh, his 10% stake in Apple, it would have been worth over $100 billion, (laughs) making him the second richest man on earth. (laughs)
2: Oh, (laughs) one
5: hundred. Speaking of which, Jeff, um, are you interested in selling your triviality stick for ten bucks?
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Our company (laughs) evaluation is actually over that, so I'm getting a good deal. It is. It is not negative anymore. (laughs) That's good.
6: All right. Question four. The Pixar film Ratatouille centers on an ambitious young French rat named Remy who basically violates every health code in order to fulfill his dream of becoming a chef. What is the name of the human character that Remy manipulates like a marionette into cooking brilliantly, though he may not have tried his hand at pasta?
4: Um, I'm going to be limited help Do you here. know? No, I've actually never seen Ratatouille. So you, Ratatouille so is have, the only Pixar movie I've never you seen. You have
5: no, nothing to Absolutely offer? Absolutely nothing. Okay. We're locked in. I could.
3: Yeah. Okay. So um, can you think of pasta brands like names of pasta brands? Not, it's French though. I mean, his name was probably like Louis or John or something. I'm mean, Pat Oswalt Oswald <laughs> played the played Ratatouille. Um, do you want to go with, with Louis? I don't, I don't know why I just, I can't remember the movie. Sure. Okay. We're going to lock in with Louis, unfortunately.
5: Yeah. I remember he had a weird name and you said something about pasta. Uh, maybe his name is uh Linguini. I was actually thinking Linguini, too.
6: All right. The answer is Alfredo Linguini. All right. So Gritty got oh. it.
5: Uh. Oh.
0: That's
6: how we
5: play. We play Gritty, you yeah. know? <laughs> With we're, our eye- we're grinders. With yeah. your eyes bulged
3: out.
6: Yeah. Yeah, the wacky eyes.
5: Yeah. I like okay, how, how Gritty has Google eyes, but he also has, like, a Google torso. <laughs> I feel
6: like this that's really grown that on you. It's comes horrific. out of his ears. It's oh.
3: horrific. It's so bad. She said smoke comes out of his ears. is that crazy? Yeah. <laughs>
6: like that's a, like that's a fun feature yeah, for about the kids. this map. <laughs> that's a terrifying, nightmare-inducing <laughs>
7: feature. I don't think they thought that through. Again, hey, you got a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is awful.
6: All right. Question five. Well, speaking of food. In 2014, a fellow named Zach Brown went viral when he created a Kickstarter page with an initial goal of $10 to make a batch of what popular picnic side dish he definitely would have been able to afford a top-of-the-line refrigerator after this stunt.
0: Okay, so I remember this. So do I, but not well enough.
3: Um, so let's. I, I'm usually up on the memes, as the kids say. I am not. It's just a guess, though. So no, if you I, know I it, know. go for it.
4: I, I asked what is a Facebook about 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs>
0: no, that's right.
5: Um. All right, we're we're locked in. I just wrote an answer that I thought sounded funny, and Matt says that's right. So
0: yeah, it's it was something where he he asked for like 30 bucks, and then he said if he got it higher and higher, he kept making more elaborate versions of it. And
3: I believe it was potato salad. Oh, Jeff, on the ball. Uh, we we said potato salad as well.
6: Yes, there nice. is potato salad. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, So his Kickstarter post went viral, and he ultimately received um, f- about fifty-five thousand dollars from six thousand nine hundred people. Oh my In um, his description was quote, basically, I'm just making potato salad. I haven't decided what kind. God,
4: we need to start a Kickstarter.
3: Yeah, I'll give him a buck. <laughs> How crazy is it, uh, everything that goes viral like this? You yeah. know, I mean, like. But here's the thing:
5: I'd be willing to give a dollar to anybody who made me laugh. <laughs> 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 that's true. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. should I should start one. That's that's you know, good at making
3: people laugh and then maybe we'll get uh get a billion. Mm-hmm. Uh well after hundred 100 billion. After five, unfortunately, the uh the fanatics over here only have twenty points. What do you oh. guys have? We have forty. Forty Okay, well it's a tight game, but we're not playing too well today.
5: <laughs> we're uh crashing the net.
4: Playing a gritty uh yeah. you know
0: Yeah, well, you guys have been offsides a couple times. You gotta be careful, you might get called
4: for uh you know, interfering with the goalie. Wow, ah, so. oh,
7: you guys, your, We're your sporting. hockey analogies are flawless. Yeah. Can I just say, I don't a, know. I don't know
5: what they're saying. i just playing a, a good, clean North South game. You know what I'm saying?
7: <laughs> awesome. I'm just so proud. Yeah.
6: Question six. In London's St. Pancras Churchyard is an ash tree surrounded by hundreds of overlapping weathered gravestones, relocated there when Britain's railroad expansion forced the exhumation of hundreds of remains in the 1860s. One of the workers tasked with this project was which English author who, fittingly, went on to write Far From the Madding Crowd and is now the namesake of this robust tree?
0: Books are my arch nemesis. (laughs)
6: <laughs>
4: i
2: don't think it's I'd not brag a very dangerous that. life I would then yeah i yeah. wouldn't brag about that I
5: can, uh, <laughs> he's
4: terribly afraid of paper cuts yeah
5: <laughs> i can write something if you mm-hmm. want
4: yeah
3: do you have any ideas jeff on this on this author
4: no i'm not familiar unfortunately All right. we'll, Far from uh, we'll lock
3: in you're gonna lock in um if matt I, has no clue right correct yeah. i know the uh the work i just i'm so bad at remembering authors um
4: you have nothing no, unfortunately, I don't.
3: I feel bad. This game normally we're we're on it together, but not tonight. So what we're gonna lock in with is uh, far. It's the book is autobiographical, and it's uh, from the Madden crown. It's gonna be Richard Madden from <laughs> Game of Thrones, <laughs> oh, mm. not John Madden.
5: Robb of Stark. Uh, we just said Byron. We don't know. <laughs>
6: okay. Um, the author is Thomas Hardy, mm,
5: Tom Hardy, and this mm. is
6: called um Hardy's Tree. It's mm. so his solution when he had to move all these gravestones was to place them in a circular pattern around an ash tree in the churchyard mm. in a spot that wouldn't be disturbed by the railway. So it's really striking when you go and visit. It's like one of the attractions mm. when you go to that cemetery if mm. you're a person that likes to visit cemeteries. Yeah. Are
3: you cemetery people?
7: Hell yeah! I grew I up next to, to, be, to one. Yeah, oh.
6: yeah, because I Ooh. well, because I'm an archivist, and so it's like a cemetery yeah. is kind of another place for memory, and yeah. it's, mm-hmm. you know, nice to see people be, be memorialized that way. So yeah. I'm just a big old creep. So
5: <laughs> I was listening, but I was also doing some Tom Hardy grunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: yeah uh, Ken and I always make the joke that every Tom Hardy performance, you you're gonna get a lot of just. Hmm. <laughs>
4: Well, it's hmm. funny if you're asking He's a fine if, actor, though. if they liked cemeteries, because we mm-hmm. went to two separate cemetery sites in, in Boston and then in Salem. So true. <laughs> oh, we did. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And I came yeah. out of one.
3: So
5: we're hanging out, of, hanging around some uh, graves.
4: Yeah. Crypt keeper never showed up. <laughs> nope.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Question seven. He truly had the worst seat in the house. Who was sitting in the Lincoln's box at Ford's Theater with the President, First Lady, and his fiance, Clara Harris, on the night of April 14th,
5: 1865?
3: I just... Uh... These are such great questions, because this is all things that I've read and I just did not store away. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just saw this. <laughs> this is
0: This is the era where I let Ken usually take charge.
5: No books, no
3: Civil War history. Uh, no,
0: just memes and sports.
4: This is post Civil War. Oh, like oh maybe the days. thing. Maybe
5: the thing <laughs> I heard was about the doctor who attended to
3: mm. Lincoln. Lincoln. Doctor.
5: That's uh, what I think I heard
3: about
4: McDreamy. Mm. Doctor Feelgood. Doctor Acula. Oh. <laughs> These are all good doctors. Uh,
3: we're we're just gonna lock in. Uh, Jeff's just kind of staring at me, so we're just gonna lock in. All right, let's go with uh,
5: Barry Todd. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Barry Todd, okay. Mary's
6: twin brother. Barry. Right, Barry, yeah. Uh, Lost
5: to
4: history. I feel like they have yeah. some weird relation to Booth or Lincoln, but I, I cannot pull who it is. I'm
3: sure they do. I, I think they they might. I, I remember reading this article, and I, it's, I'm it's i just mad. Anyway, we just put Frederick Douglass, which is incorrect.
6: Okay, the answer is Major Henry Rathbone. Mm,
3: Rathbone. Mm. Rathbone. <laughs>
6: it's, it's just one of those names that you'll just have to commit that to your mm. trivia bank. So for, um, I'll never forget so, it. <laughs> Until the next
5: time, because of uh, Shanghai Knights, the villain is Rathbone, played by uh, Littlefinger
3: from Game of Thrones. Well, I'm not going to forget okay, it great. because of Jackson Rathbone from the Twilight series. There you go. That's how yeah, I'm going right. to remember exactly. it. That's
7: what I was thinking. Yeah, so was I. His <laughs>
6: great-great-great-great-grandfather. Great <laughs> yep. <laughs> Takes um, all kinds. <laughs> so, when yeah, when John Wilkes Booth entered um, the president's box, Rathbone attempted to apprehend him mm-hmm. after he saw booth shoot the president um but booth slashed rathbone's arm with a dagger from oh. his elbow all the way to his shoulder oh my God. and um so rathbone like for the rest of his life had to deal with this like what if he had been able to stop the president mm. from getting assassinated and what if he had gotten oh. booth you know right then so his mental health really went went downhill it Sounds was a really awful. it's a really bad story yeah, it's awful. but uh question eight it's an analogy okay So, a non-functioning laser pointer is to eBay as fluid concepts and creative analogies, computer models of the fundamental mechanisms of thought, is to what?
5: This is the hardest analogy I've ever heard in my (laughs) whole life.
4: You have nothing on this? No, I'm just wishing that somebody would simulate me smarter. (laughs) All right. um, we'll, We'll lock in. Okay. So, we're looking for,
0: obviously the second part's a website
5: seems like a website yeah um google
0: uh yeah i mean i said i said 4chan just because that's where there's a lot of stupid nonsense (laughs) and that's that would be my equivalent of a uh a laser pointer i don't know okay um i don't i don't we can do google because it's a big idea okay just lock in with
4: google that's whatever matt was talking about for you
3: yeah yeah i don't know i i we put craigslist (laughs)
6: Okay. The first item sold on eBay Mm. was a non-functioning laser pointer. Oh yeah. And the first item sold on Amazon was a book called Fluid Mm. Concepts and Creative Analogies. Mm. Computer Models of the Fundamental Mechanisms of Thought. Gotcha. Really long title. Unfortunate. But Mm -hmm. well at least we
3: got that it was a website.
7: Yes. Yeah. That was very good. I thought you guys were gonna get it. I thought I thought gritty. (laughs) <laughs> had the had the lead on that one, yep. but it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, we we fell got off. two more
4: rounds. Yeah. They got dehydrated and they couldn't finish the marathon. They sent was, to the penalty true. box.
6: <laughs> Hockey. All <laughs> right. Question nine. In 2000, a group of Canadians took umbrage with their government's bailout of several professional athletic organizations the canadian taxpayers federation urged canadians to express their anger not by dropping their gloves but by mailing what to then prime minister jean chretien
3: all right we're locked in Uh, so initially i wrote down squid because i know they do that in hockey but just detroit detroit okay that that
0: would be so gross to mail there's like a
3: (laughs) well they're they're angry though yes we wrote down a puck uh, a maple syrup I wrote down and then, <laughs> um, one maple syrup and then well, like I, if you
4: were like a really upset Canadian, what would you do A, I uh,
3: I would write a letter that said, sorry to make them even more sorry than I was.
7: That's good. Yeah. That's, yeah. They're,
3: they're nice. They're probably not going to send anything like terrible, right? Cause they're too nice. So, um, I, I'm going to, let's either go a uh, strongly worded letter or <laughs> a puck whatever you want all right we're gonna go strongly worded letter i've
4: got no bearing
0: um so my my initial thought was something like a a red card or yellow card because it'd be like foul kind of thing but that's more soccer um Mm -hmm. and obviously not the national sport of uh canada which is hockey so we we ended up just going with a puck
6: The answer is hockey puck. All right. Yay! Gritty, taking it
1: home. Thanks for
3: thanks for uh, making this a two way road here, Jeff. (laughs) Saying (laughs) what you guys go with strongly worded letter, (laughs) (laughs) and I said between that and puck, (laughs) Uh, go whatever you want. Could have pushed me into the puck area. Yeah, push you into the crease. Yeah. Yeah.
7: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's good.
6: (laughs) Question ten. It's almost time to lay back and relax. Which state capital is the only one with an autochthonous name that is its indigenous name rather than the one given by colonists or migrants
3: I think we're in has the beast awoken oh, all you had to do was just say go puck that seems like a more legit answer <laughs> <laughs> okay you're locked in <laughs> yeah yeah okay so Jeff first wrote down Tallahassee oh. I like Honolulu that's a good Please. one that's indigenous Honolulu I would
4: think. means uh... Bay or something like that. I can't it's, remember. Uh, yeah, I, we wrote a trivia question about a long time ago. Um, oh, that's. I'd that's be inclined to think that that might be the right one. Um, Juno, Alaska, potentially. Okay,
3: Diablo Cody. Um, so Tallahassee <laughs> and Honolulu. Um, different spelling. Different spelling. Do you have a? a do you have a pinpoint to either? How, I'm just gonna go. You figure it out, like you did to me. You pick one.
4: That's fine. I'll, I'll go with my gut. I'll stick with Tallahassee. Hmm. Uh. I believe
3: the capital of Wyoming is
0: Cheyenne, and that's what we're locking in with Wyoming.
6: All right. Unfortunately, the answer is Honolulu, mm. Hawaii. Ah,
3: See how that feels?
6: <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. We're on the same team.
3: So the Dole
5: the Fruit Company didn't see it fit to change oh. it or... <laughs>
6: So, Honolulu was founded by the indigenous people of Hawaii as long as 2,000 years ago, and it translates to sheltered harbor or sheltered bay. Mm -hmm. Um, Honolulu, the most remote city of its size in the world, and is also the westernmost major U.S. city.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. Have you guys ever been to Hawaii?
6: We have not. I have not. We no. haven't.
3: I haven't either. It'd be fun to go. Anyone else? Story. Yeah, let's go. We should yeah. go. You guys <laughs> want to go? Are planning a trip or what is this? Yeah, let's all go. <laughs> Jeff's been.
4: I have.
7: Uh-oh. If you get enough. Jeff can't come. Yeah, you know, Patreon subscribers. You know what? I'm almost positive that there is a layover in Chicago O'Hare <laughs> on our way to Honolulu from so. here. Oh yeah. So we can meet you guys at the airport.
3: All right, yeah. new stretch goal. That new stretch great. goal. Great, yeah. great. Done. After the first round, uh, Team Fanatics has 20 points and Team Gritty has 50 points. So we're having a mutiny over here, but we'll we'll deal with it during the swing around. Got the gritty fitty. Yeah. What do you guys have in store for us today?
6: All right. So um, for our halftime swing around, last time we were on, we requested more romantic comedy questions. Yes. Uh, So this time we brought our own. Mm -hmm. Um, Devoted fans of rom-coms know that there are only like a dozen different interesting and glamorous occupations given to these movie protagonists. For five points each, we'll name three actors and the rom-com in which they starred and you name what occupation they all had in common. So, for example, if I said Kristen Bell in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Catherine Zeta-Jones in America's Sweethearts, and Julia Roberts in Notting Hill, you would say?
3: We're just a boy standing in front of you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, Actress. Actress.
6: Yes. (laughs) Very good. Want
7: me to start? Mm
2: -hmm.
7: Okay. All right. Here we go. Number one. Michelle Moynihan in Maid of Honor, Kristen Bell in When in Rome, and Jennifer Aniston in The Breakup. Question number two. Rafe Fines in Maid in Manhattan, Hugh Grant in Love Actually, and Kevin Kline in Dave. Okay.
5: Oh, I know that one.
7: Number three. Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Jennifer Garner in 13 Going on 30, and Justin Timberlake in Friends with Benefits.
5: So I think I might know that one
4: too.
7: Yeah.
0: I've seen thirteen going on thirty
4: a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't seen a single one of these uh, films. Good movie.
7: Number four, Audrey Hepburn in Funny Face, Hugh Grant in Notting Hill, and Meg Ryan in You've Got Mail.
4: They're clowns, right? I take it back, I have seen one mm. of these films.
7: Question number five. Whitney Houston in Waiting to Exhale. Katherine Heigl in Knocked
6: Up, and Rachel McAdams in Morning Glory. Ah. Number six, Mark Ruffalo in Just Like Heaven, Matthew Perry in Fool's Rush In, and Tom Hanks in Sleepless in Seattle. Number seven, Kate Hudson in Bride Wars, Christina Applegate in The Sweetest Thing, and Sandra Bullock in Two Weeks Notice.
5: Neil's going to kill us. Oh, yeah.
6: <laughs> Number eight, Audrey Tautau in Amelie, Jennifer Aniston in Along Came Polly, and Virginia Madsen in Sideways.
4: Okay, I'm very proud to say that uh, Amelie is one I've seen because that film is brilliant <laughs> yeah, and gorgeous. It's, great, beautiful. My it's so beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Number nine, Meg Ryan in French Kiss, Anne Hathaway in Bride Wars, and Diane Lane in Must Love Dogs.
5: Bride Wars second appearance. Mm.
6: <laughs> and the number 10, be specific, Kate Winslet in The Holiday, hmm. Jennifer Aniston in Rumor Has It, and James Marsden in 27 Dresses.
3: Just talked about 27 Dresses because I am James Marsden from 27 Dresses. Are you? All right, get the out of here are and you? discuss. And I am all
5: right. mad. I'll try to figure this out.
1: Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All the answers are locked in uh, from one of my favorite rounds of all time. Thank you, Julian <laughs> Lauren. We did put Wedding Planner for like five of these, I'm pretty sure, right?
5: There's at least three.
7: Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Swing round. Question number one. Michelle Monahan in Maid of Honor, Kristen Bell in When in Rome, and Jennifer Aniston in The Breakup.
3: Uh, so Team Fanatics, we went uh, Art Dealer. Hmm. We said general marketing.
7: General marketing. Okay, the answer was art gallery owner slash curator. So we're going to give that to the fanatics.
4: Oh, thank you. Yeah, anytime. I I mean, a lot of good art galleries are are good art dealers, I would hope.
5: Yeah, I forgot about that uh, movie trope, the art art
4: gallery yeah. well when neil was like i feel like there she's an art dealer and i was like well it's not on the list somewhere so i feel like it needs to be on this <laughs> the only list. reason
3: i wrote that is she goes to the i believe it's the guggenheim at the end there's a chase scene with josh dumal and there's, oh, the there's a art, scene, yeah. yeah and that because she throws a coin <laughs> there's art she throws a coin in rome in the fountain wanting to, to be with josh dumal and then That's her wife goes when crazy she, is
0: that when she's in rome is that how that works? she is in rome yeah okay. and her
3: husband is in the
0: movie her also uh,
5: art dealer in um Nocturnal Animals. Not a romantic comedy, though. No. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, don't go into no, that one it thinking not. it's romantic comedy. Yeah.
7: Um, I will admit that I actually haven't seen
3: most of these movies. This
7: is a Julia round. <laughs> this is a Julia round only. So Julia
3: and myself are, are very much on the same wavelength. Kindred yes. Spirits. Yes.
7: Kindred Spirits. All right, here we go. Number two, Rafe Fiennes in Made in Manhattan, Hugh Grant in Love Actually, and Kevin Kline and Dave.
3: Uh, okay, uh, so Hugh Grant, uh, one of my favorite performances in love, actually, he uh, becomes the prime minister. So, just to be a blanket, we went politician.
6: Mm,
7: very
5: good. Oh, we
3: put prime minister.
6: Ooh, are we going to give it to him? <laughs> hmm. I mean, like, Dave wasn't a prime minister. That's true, he was a president. Hmm. Which is you a kind what? of prime minister. We'll give it to you. Yeah, we'll hey, give it
2: all to all you. Right. It we knew
7: one, one of, of them. <laughs> The answer is politicians, we'd said.
5: Okay. Was Ray Fiennes a prime minister? No. He Uh, was
6: like a senator or something in mm, Made in Manhattan. He was a
3: Nazi officer. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's Schindler's (laughs) List. My bad. You're you're mistaking (laughs) JLo's performance in Schindler's List for her performance in Made in Manhattan. Also, a common mix up. They're
7: so similar. Okay. Question three Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Jennifer Garner in 13 Going on 30, and Justin Timberlake in Friends with Benefits.
3: Uh so Justin Timberlake uh is headhunted by um uh oh my god, I just had a really bad brain oh my fart. God. Sorry. <laughs> Mila Kunis, uh to work at uh at GQ. Uh and uh I didn't know how specific he wanted, so I put that they work at a magazine. Uh I we could say that they were journalists, but I just mm-hmm. put it, they work at a magazine. So
0: Yeah, and okay. we put magazine editor, general magazine.
3: Excellent. Point,
7: points for you but points right. for both also neil can i tell you i am so proud my heart has grown three sizes today with your knowledge of romantic comedies <laughs> it makes me yeah
3: some people might know on the podcast i my guilty pleasure not even You're guilty not pleasure guilty. i'm not guilty about <laughs> it i love romantic comedies and if i could watch them every day i would
4: I like how he walked into the other room he's like colleen this is the best swing round ever <laughs> She's like, I can't believe you make me watch these movies. And then we both laughed. Because she doesn't.
7: <laughs> That's oh, bringing people together. Uh, question number four. Audrey Hepburn in Funny Face, Hugh Grant in Notting Hill, and Meg Ryan in You've Got Mail.
3: Uh, Ken inspired this answer for wearing a red carnation on his lapel. So he said bookstore owner.
0: Mm. See, and I, I thought they were authors.
7: It is bookstore owner. Yes, and we will not take authors, unfortunately.
4: (laughs) I mean, Meg Ryan wrote emails. That's a kind of author.
7: (laughs) I mean, sure, but I won't get you points. Sorry. (laughs) All right, number five, Whitney Houston in Waiting to Exhale, Katherine Heigl in Knocked Up, and Rachel McAdams in Morning Glory.
3: Uh, we didn't know how spe- uh, excuse me, specific you wanted us to be. Um, Rich McAdams, uh, I believe, does go to become an anchor at one point. She's like a TV producer. Uh, so we just put TV producer slash anchor. Mm-hmm. And we Excellent. just went with TV anchor. Okay. We'll give
7: it to you. We'll, we'll give, give it, it to you. Television. Yeah. We have TV producer.
3: Okay.
6: Mm-hmm. All right. Number six, uh, Mark Ruffalo in Just Like Heaven, Matthew Perry in Fool's In, and Tom Hanks in Sleepless in Seattle.
3: Uh, Mark Ruffalo came into the studio as a ghost, uh, still in love with us, and he said, uh, "I just wish I could have still been an architect." Oh, architect! you have seen that. Movie. Movie. I have architect though. Here.
5: <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm d- I gotta figure out when I saw this movie. Why did I see this movie? Because
3: <laughs> well, you're a huge Wee- uh, Reese Witherspoon fan.
4: Yeah. No, it's just it is. Legally bond, Blonde. Sorry. No, Legal Sweet Home Alabama. Was it
5: on in a waiting room? <laughs> anyway,
0: we put radio DJ to be incorrect. <laughs>
6: Mm-hmm. The answer is architect. And can I tell you, pretty much every movie I looked at where like a man had a job, yep. he architect. was an
3: architect. Yeah. There were
7: so many to choose from. It's the sexiest of jobs.
3: Mm-hmm. It kind of is. How many architects do you know in real life? Longshoremen,
7: so. am I right? Ayo. That's true.
3: You know, the only... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. The only architect <laughs> that I know in life, though, is woman. She's very good at it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know any men that are architects, although I feel like... That's what guys always say they want to be. Like they're just no, the saying they don't the guys like. want to well,
5: they pretend, pretend to be one. Yeah, they always true. want to be
7: pretend to be architects. But yeah. Speaking yeah. Of, of architects,
5: let me let me uh, toss it over to my favorite romantic comedy, possibly uh Five Hundred
3: Days of Summer, right? Mm. Oh. Architect mm, in yeah. that one. Yeah, he's also a douchebag. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's the villain. Well, <laughs> he's the villain, yeah. Yeah. Five Hundred Days things. of
7: Summer is th- like an um, a gateway romantic comedy for a lot of dudes, a lot of college dudes. Mm. I've oh. noticed.
3: That's a good way to yeah. When they're yeah. in their room, sad, like eating yeah. pizza alone. Man, I yeah, thought I was exactly. I thought I was
5: going deep, but all right.
0: Then Adventureland, probably. Yes, I
5: just dabble. You dabble. That's all right.
6: He's a social romantic comedy only. <laughs> um, number seven: Kate Hudson in Bride Wars, Christina Applegate in The Sweetest Thing, and Sandra Bullock in Two Weeks' Notice.
3: Uh, quid pro crow uh, Jeff quid pro crow <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's I have a, your title for this episode I have a uh, I have a cut on the inside of my mouth full disclosure and I'm having real, a lot of trouble speaking correctly but anyway Jeff uh, what did we write
4: uh, uh, just a simple country lawyer okay
3: uh, we figured there
0: had to be a wedding planner somewhere on here so we said <laughs> wedding planner
6: the answer is a lawyer
5: uh, I say, I say, that's I as say. wrong as possible yeah <laughs>
6: <laughs> Number eight, Audrey Tatao in Amelie, Jennifer Aniston in Along Came Polly, and Virginia Madsen in Sideways.
3: This is the only one I could not remember for the life of me, and I'm very disappointed. Um, I wasn't sure if it was like Pet Store Owner or something, but we actually just went with Writer.
0: Hmm. This is the only one that Ken was really sure on. It yeah. says A Waitress.
5: Amelie is like one of my favorite movies, probably top five.
6: That's great. It's lovely. It's wonderful. Yes. He is her his Waitress.
7: Hmm.
2: Nice
6: job. I thought it would be too on the nose if I put Carey Russell in Waitress. Yeah, that's so. true.
7: Although that is a lovely movie. It's I like great. that one too. So good. Nathan Fillion? never mm. handsomer. Yeah, he's mm. great in that great movie. He's oh, good doctor.
4: misbehave. Firefly. He
6: he they firefly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like mm, yep. no firefly, never yeah. oh, bad stuff.
4: Oh no, I don't disagree. He might have been more handsome, but I, I like the ruggedness uh, plus the handsome oh,
3: okay. the of Fireflies. So you don't bad. want Jeremy yeah. Sisto in that movie.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no. Number nine, Meg Ryan in French Kiss, Anne Hathaway in Bride Wars, and Diane Lane in Must Love Dogs.
3: Uh, so Anne Hathaway, when she's coming down the aisle, uh, Kate Hudson put a video, an embarrassing video when they're going to get married. And so she had to break up with Chris Pratt, mm. spoiler alert, uh, but she's a teacher in her normal day-to-day uh, life.
5: You no, know, we put kissing booth operator, right? <laughs> no. No. no, we didn't. No. What did we put? Uh,
0: show me wedding planner. <laughs>
6: The answer is teacher. Uh, (laughs) 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 And then finally, this was the one we needed you to be specific. Um, Kate Winslet in The Holiday, Jennifer Aniston in Rumor Has It, and James Marsden in 27 Dresses.
3: Uh, So for this one, um, the whole movie is about... Katherine Heigel and she has all. She's always a bridesmaid, never a bride. And she has twenty-seven dresses. And James Marston writes wedding announcements and wants to become a better journalist. And so he writes about Katherine Heigel and it kind of breaks them up. And they get back together. Mm. But anyway, hates weddings, and he writes wedding announcements.
0: Mm, we thought he helped her find the twenty-seven dresses and was a personal shopper. <laughs>
7: <laughs> uh, y- you are correct. The answer is Were correct. Wedding, <laughs> wedding writer. Oh, no. wedding <laughs> <laughs> columnist. Sorry, not gritty. Uh-huh. fanatic fanatic yeah neil you are man killed this round Killed He's, it. he dead. wasn't lying good job He's
5: thank you
3: thank you i have to carry this team now when jeff uh, pushed mm. me off of uh, puck so yeah. i'll do it gladly <laughs> and then we're gonna get back together him he, read, he ran me into letter. the yep. boards mm-hmm. he did he ran me into the boards uh yes so after that amazing uh, swing <laughs> round uh <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. Uh, I mean, no, fair enough. No, they're, No, not because of me. It's, uh, the questions were amazing. That's why. Um, we have are? 65, the Fanatics, and uh, Team Gritty has 70. So we close the gap. Close the gap. Hang on.
7: Nice job. All right, here we go.
3: Question number one.
7: One of the longest words in the English language, the actual definition of this tongue twister is a political position that developed in 19th century Britain in opposition to liberal proposals for the removal of the Anglican Church's status as the State Church of England, Ireland, and Wales. So what's this 28-letter word?
3: I'm lectin. Perfect. Me too, then. 28-letter word. I don't
4: even know. Kerfuffle. (laughs) That's That's probably a little short.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Kerfuffle, kerfuffle? I'm sure this is one of those words that we've heard throughout history. Um,
4: maybe i feel like i should know it better though i know is
3: there any, any guess you want to put in because i you know we don't have to keep we're not going to f- figure it out i don't think but
4: no i suffer from hippopotamia right. well, so. I, well, we'll
3: we'll go with that whatever <laughs> that's, you said that's
4: the fear of long words <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> have you the, been practicing that at home is sweet it, irony awesome? no that's it's great. just one i know from like being a <laughs> kid <laughs>
5: the pronunciation was
3: exquisite
4: all right ken what do you guys got
5: so you're going with hippopotamotrocephalidelia phobia. Yeah, we're gonna go with anti-disestablishmentarianism. Oh, uh, right?
7: the answer, in fact, is anti-disestablishmentarianism.
5: Though yeah. I do believe hippopotamotrocephalidelia phobia is a little longer, it but is. it does
4: not mean that. It and there's, and there's,
5: the I think here. there's one longer than it that's a medical condition. There's too, quite right? a lot of
4: them. You're yeah. talking about yeah. uh, volcan. Uh, what is it? Uh, vulcan- uh, volcanic microscopic <laughs> volcano silicosis? perhaps yeah black lung disease yeah
7: so so anti-disestablishmentarianism is actually the longest english word that is not technical or medical neat um and is not is non-coined like Mm. cool completely made up okay question number two
5: the important thing is
7: i got points (laughs) yes that is very important don't worry i got it dark on your scoreboard here okay number two who was the first pope of the 20th century here's a hint his devotion was right there in his papal name.
3: Reluctant. Okay. One of oh. your popes. Okay. Uh Jeff wrote uh what Jeff? I wrote Pius. Pius? Uh, I'm, I'm inclined to believe him. Yeah, we're going Pius as well.
7: Great. Uh he was specifically Pius the Nine, tenth. 10th. But I'm going to give it to you. It. I'll you give it to you. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he served from 1903 to 1914 and he was born here we go. Giuseppe Melchiorre Sarto. Ooh,
4: oh, great pronunciation. She sang it. Thank you. She Thank sang you, it. you know. It's a beautiful
7: you gotta German. You got to sing it. Name. That's what the Italians letter it rip. And they got to do this. You got to do the fingers, <laughs> the fingers in a pinching.
3: Yeah, I wish you guys Antonio
5: could... Margarete.
3: Wish you could all see us doing it right now. <laughs> Dominique
5: like...
7: Ducoco. Like Angelo Linguini. Joe right,
3: Piscopo.
0: Things that are getting cut uh...
7: <laughs> How dare you. Okay. Question number 3. Name that director. Often billed mononymously, this film director is known for his lush, exotic set designs and is best known for movies like The Cell, The Fall, and Mirror Mirror.
0: Isn't The Cell that terrible Jennifer Lopez movie?
5: No, it is a Jennifer Lopez movie, but is yeah. it terrible? I think so. Like... Um,
7: I, I have not uh, seen it in its entirety. I find it to be um, interesting, if not well-acted
5: okay <laughs> it's
7: well like it's helps. a mixed bag
5: <laughs> well what uh matt put fits the criteria and i can't think of another director that mm. fits that criteria so
3: we're locked in god i know this name oh, i can't believe i'm for, uh it's like um yeah if we're probably wrong then. it's not Balky, no um
0: thanks talk with.
6: We shall do the dance. <laughs> you guys can check out
0: my new podcast. It's coming oh God, uh, I would need to promote it here. Talking <laughs> perfect stranger you know.
3: things uh, <laughs> funny thing is he's not joking. it's launching October first <laughs> um God, I know his name it's um oh, I can't remember his name it's killing me. I think I might start with an a but i i'm I'm wrong. um we're just gonna go with uh um Andre.
5: So, like we said, we didn't think this was necessarily right, but it's a director that goes by one name. He directed Charlie Angel's Throttle, <laughs> "The First One Too." Yeah, a little bit of a uh, The OC, if I believe
0: it's yeah. uh, Mick G. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Um, unfortunately, neither one of you got that hey. right. Uh, the director's name is Tarsem. Oh, yeah. Mm. Or Tarsem Singh Sing. is his real last name. No. Uh, he is from India and was the director, also the director of R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion music mm. video. Uh, the Fall, the movie that he directed, uh, is one of my absolute favorite movies. It is so lush and so beautiful. Nice. And they uh, filmed it in, like, 17 different countries.
5: Yeah. Just to clarify once again, we did not think it was Mick <laughs> I kind of thought it was big
7: (laughs) Okay, question number four. First conceptualized in the 19th century, this is a term for delusions or hallucinations shared by a couple, which is from the French for madness of two. Name that disorder.
3: There is a movie with Jennifer Aniston and Clive Owen, (laughs) where she does suffer from this, so... (laughs) We'll go with that. Say Jennifer Aniston and Clive Owen. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's derailed. My bad. (laughs) I don't know what... I think of a different movie. Sliding Doors. Uh, not sliding doors, but good reference. We're locked in, by the way.
5: So I'm don't... thinking of things that start with "by" or mm-hmm. "d." What is "to" or is that "do"? "Do," duplicity. Sure, locked in.
4: <laughs> Jeff also said, "Wait, that's what we wrote. We wrote duplicity."
7: Wow, wow, that's uh, you guys all have the you have you have the this madness. You have this madness. It's called <laughs> Falia do.
3: Oh, folie à deux! Oh, that's uh, mm-hmm. a uh, the same syndrome boy, yeah. shared yeah. by more than yes. two people,
7: like you guys, might be called folie à trois, folie à quatre, we quatre, uh, folie en famille, family madness, or even folie à oh god, plusieurs, mm-hmm. plusieurs. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't I'm speak a French very
6: Frenchman. well.
5: Oui. That's a pretty good I'm accent. Italian only. Uh, <laughs> good thing we have a call-in um, guest, fal- uh, Audrey Tateau. Maybe. Please correct their French. I don't know.
6: Yes, yeah.
7: If she can call in, I would be happy to be corrected on my (laughs) French. (laughs) <laughs> um, also apparently Folly is a uh Fallout Boy album yeah. which our engineer oh, here God. pointed out to
3: us. Man. Yeah. We How just, did you not get we that. were just talking about it? That you know? is the last great Fallout Boy album. Oh great in is, my opinion. Great is uh exaggerated. No, I said the last great. I loved it.
7: Uh, our engineer says save rock and roll is great and he vehemently disagrees with you on <laughs> your idea that Folly Ado is the last <laughs> we'll have to, great album. We'll
5: from have to have it out. Fallout <laughs> The engineer uh, can take my opinion in that there is no good Fall Out <laughs> Boy album. <laughs> I'm
7: with you, I'm man. with you. Yeah. I'm with you. All mm. right, here we go. <clears throat> hmm.
3: Question number five.
7: Don't think too hard. What is the name of the mascot for the Minnesota Vikings?
3: So um, right away, your mind wants to go to Viking. Yeah. Right. It's that's, not like Vinny Viking. definitely not thinking too hard. Right. Um, is it Vinnie Viking? What's the name of the thing they do when they, they go like, <laughs> whatever when they clap what's it called know. clapping <laughs> yes they, the whole crowd does it when they're trying to pump themselves up they go like shrimp shrimp hands <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget shrimp what it is. very
7: big in Minnesota by the way
3: it, it's gotta be a viking right it's not like Thor I would right? think he's not a viking what's think? his name oh man Minnesota Vinny, I don't know it's Victor. obviously a viking well, who's
4: a famous viking Eric yeah that's oh. one of them or Leif Leaf Eric Leaf? Leaf Erickson or Eric the Red those are both let's go Vikings. Leaf. I'm descended from Eric the Red apparently.
3: We'll go we're going to we we'll go say
0: Leif the Viking. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's named after Leif Erikson and he's Eric the Viking.
7: Oh. Um you're both wrong. I'm so uh. sorry. His name is Victor the Viking.
5: Oh. <laughs> I did put joking. Vic the Viking.
7: Yeah. Uh, and apparently the thing that they clap according to our engineer is Skol, oh. S K O L uh not shrimp but you were very close um <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently the mascot used to be ragnar mm. who was a real live man who dressed like a viking until t- 2015 when the guy who played him was asking for fifteen thousand dollars a game to be ragnar oh. and the vikings were like no thanks we'll get a dummy in a yeah. big mascot suit yeah they so as a
5: former mascot neil yeah uh, it's 15 grand per game uh fair commish
3: well, I'll just say this, and it's not really a a, um, a statement. I guess the whole show can do it, but if they were gonna, if he's gonna ask for fifteen grand, they should at least uh, pay the cheerleaders a living wage. That's wow. what I would say. Thank you, Neil. I was just, to yeah, so I was just know gonna what? say. Clap. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> question
7: number six. Almost every culture has its own style of dumpling. The Italians have ravioli, the Polish pierogies, and the Chinese have bao. What is the Japanese style of dumpling? <laughs>
5: we're in. Uh, finally your love of japan comes in handy
3: what'd you have for dinner tonight neil i had sushi (laughs) 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 oh um oh yeah we're in
5: we are going with gyoza
3: ah we also said gyoza also known as potstickers over the pond i thought you
4: wrote godzilla no i didn't that's gyoza
7: (laughs) godzilla yes godzilla is a famous
4: Neil's handwriting Meat is not great. So. Sack.
7: Um, gyoza is the answer. We also accepted pot stickers. Um, they're delicious, and they're mm-hmm. usually steamed or fried and often filled with minced pork. Mm. So points for both. From Milan from to board. Minsk. <laughs> minced. minced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number seven. Within ten, how many moons does the planet Jupiter have?
3: Uh, yeah. no, we're, we're locked in over here. As are we?
4: yeah oh uh, we're locked in with thirty. Um, okay I, I think Saturn has somewhere in the 60s. I'm surprisingly like Jupiter has less because it's even though it's a larger body, but it's got big moons so they they think a lot of them combine. So we said I think fifty eight I think it's close. I'm so sorry you're both incorrect. Oh.
7: The answer is 79. Oh. There are 79 known moons of Jupiter. The Galilean moons are, say it with me, Jeff, Io, Europa, <laughs> Enceladus Enemy, and Callisto. And Callisto. <laughs> oh,
4: Callisto, that's right. Enceladus yeah, that's is uh, Saturn.
7: Good job. You're just like right in with me. Question number eight. Soon to air's 37th season, this wildly popular U.S. television show has had a different subtitle for every season. Can you name this program that has graced our screens with such gems as Heroes versus Villains, and heroes versus healers versus
4: hustlers. I think we're locked in. We're locked in. that okay, be no. great. Thirty-seven.
0: So it zero. started sometime like 1981.
4: What would <laughs> Thundercats? My. That's a. Oh no, God. right. Yeah, that's I, right. I'm in my thirties. You're huge. F- you, he's right.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow. I wasn't, I wasn't. questioning the math. Triviality it was just, late. It is falling now. I just <laughs> apart over there. <this. laughs> felt old. Thundercats. <laughs>
5: It's secretly still been...
4: Emailed. Thundercats are no.
5: 81. Uh,
4: it's,
6: oh, it's wildly popular. Wildly popular. Mm. By
4: the yeah. way, I remember the name of the monkey in Dexter's lab. It's Monkey. Thank
5: <laughs> you. Uh, let's say Thundercats. Thundercats ho. Uh,
3: I was trying to think of it, and I, I completely forgot this show had this many seasons and still does, and Jeff uh, wrote it down. I'm pretty sure we're right, but yeah, I'll let Jeff take it. I think it's
4: Survivor.
6: It is Survivor. It is Survivor.
4: It makes so much sense. But they do like five a year so. Yeah. Yeah, they do.
7: Um, Their 37th season is about to air, and it is called Survivor colon David versus Goliath. Okay, question number nine. Here we go. The incomparable and heavenly Bette Midler has spent over 40 years in the entertainment biz with 14 studio albums and two Tony Awards, one of which she just won this year for her turn as the titular Dolly in Hello, Dolly. What is Ms. Midler's nickname, which was also the title of her debut album?
0: Uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus
5: Pocus. Oh, well, there you go. Let's say her first album was Hocus Pocus, and that was her nickname, too. Fair enough. Uh, we're, we're just going to
3: say, um, we're just going to say Bet. Disappointing, uh, right?
7: It's all right. I'm, I'll get over it. Uh, the answer is The Divine Miss M. Mm. She started out singing in gay bathhouses in New York City, and the rest is history. She's also amazing on Twitter.
3: Yeah, she is amazing, yeah.
7: Yeah, she's very funny. Question <laughs> number 10. While he's written what seems like thousands of books in varying degrees of quality, James Patterson's most famous character appears in 27 of them, along with a couple of movies. Who is this character?
3: Finally. Got it. We're in.
7: Is
0: this Jack Ryan?
3: No, No. that's Tom Tom Clancy. Clancy. Um,
0: I think it's Alex Cross. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, Morgan
5: Freeman, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Alex Cross. Kiss the girls. Kiss the girls.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Alex Cross, yeah.
7: Yep, the answer is Alex Cross uh, because Patterson loves to do plays on words for the titles. Okay. So cool. So how are we doing on
3: scores, boys? It's it's like it hasn't really moved that much. So it's uh, Team... Uh, what, <laughs> yeah, but what's the score? It's uh, Team Fanatics uh, 105, True. Team uh, Getty, I don't know, Gritty? <laughs> Sorry. Team, <Getty. laughs> team Gritty uh, 110. Team Gritty Lee. Mm-hmm. Five point difference here. It's very an, close. Yeah, yeah, very, very close. Very close.
6: All right. So for your final round, this is your wager in zero to 30 points on each category. Mm-hmm. Correct.
3: Right? Absolutely. All right. Here
6: are your categories. Candy is dandy. Then food that can kill you. Then cry me a river. Justin Timberlake. Followed by to <laughs> see that walk. And then know your rights. All right. Our
3: wagers are locked in. Theme. Beautiful.
6: alright category one candy is dandy a Harvey Wallbanger is a delightfully named cocktail made with vodka galliano and what refreshing mixer uh, food
7: that can kill you you might ask Agatha Christie droops such as apples peaches plums and apricots all contain amygdalin which
6: produces what common poison in the human body category three cry me a river If you know this, you might do a little happy dance. Two African national capitals are separated by this second longest river in Africa, which is also the world's deepest river. And it's also the only major river to cross the equator twice. Name it. Okay, sissy that walk.
7: John Waters muse an official filthiest person alive. Drag performer Harris Glenn Milstead was best known by what name? And then know your rights.
6: Which constitutional amendment, part of the Bill of Rights, protects the right to a fair and speedy public trial by jury? This amendment also includes a pack of other liberties, including the rights to be notified of the accusations, to confront the accuser, to obtain witnesses, and to retain counsel. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
3: All of our answers are locked in.
6: All right. First question Candy is dandy a harvey wallbanger is a delightfully named cocktail made with vodka galliano and what refreshing mixer
3: uh we, we kind of talked back and forth we don't really know um different alcohols and how they're made how they're made drinks and stuff like that we thought that they actually the drink was orange colored but we couldn't we thought maybe that was the galliano we don't know what that is and we said refreshing we just thought sprite which is probably incorrect but we wrote sprite
0: yeah i'm not 100 percent sure either but i thought it was lemonade
6: Okay, the answer is orange juice. Mm, it was orange. Yeah, it was orange. Um, by the way, in CB radio slang, a Harvey Wallbanger is the lingo for a drunk driver, specifically mm. one who continually drips across the road to one shoulder and back. Yeah. Oh.
7: Food that can kill you, you might ask Agatha Christie. Droops such as apples, peaches, plums, and apricots all contain amygdalin, which produces what common poison in the human body?
3: Uh, we wagered uh, five on this one. Uh, we wagered fifteen on the last one. Uh, by the way, uh, we just said cyanide.
0: Yeah. Uh, we wagered thirty on the
7: last one. We wagered thirty on this one, and we said arsenic. The answer is cyanide. Mm. Apple seeds have the lowest amount, and apricots have the highest. And it has been used as a "quote unquote" cancer cure since the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: it does not cure cancer. <laughs> fact, and bananas contain kills.
4: radiation, which is why I eat no fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Just to be safe. That's
6: very smart. <laughs> Question three: Crimea River. If you know this, you might do a little happy dance. Two African national capitals are separated by this second longest river in Africa, which is also the world's deepest river. And it's also the only major river to cross the equator twice. Name it.
4: Uh, So we wagered uh, 20 on this one, uh, figuring Crimea River was either Justin Timberlake for Neil or a river for me. Uh, I got my river question. Uh, That's the Congo
0: River. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a happier dance than a little Congo. So we said Congo. It is the Congo. Oakland 5 for us. Mm Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. With measured depths in excess of 720 feet, that's like four Niagara Falls stacked on top of one another. All right, here we go. Sissy that, walk.
7: John Waters muse an official filthiest person alive. Drag performer Harris Glenn Milstead was best known by what name?
3: Uh, we wagered five. Uh, this was uh, yeah, definitely his Oakland muse. Oakland five, please. Oakland five, thank you. Uh, definitely his muse, and this would be divine.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we... Uh we wagered five as well and had nothing. So,
7: yep. Uh, the answer is divine. He was made famous, um, from the film pink flamingos, which you actually ironically mentioned earlier
6: in this episode. (laughs) And the last one, know your rights. Which constitutional amendment, part of the Bill of Rights, protects the right to a fair and speedy public trial by jury? This amendment also includes a pack of other liberties, including the rights to be notified of the accusations, to confront the accuser, to obtain witnesses, and to retain counsel.
4: So uh, we wagered another Oakland Five on this one. Um, Neil and I couldn't really remember it offhand, but I know for a fact that the the 10th um, amendment the last one of the bill of rights they just jammed a bunch of crap in there so we figured maybe it was the 10th <laughs> amendment
0: mm-hmm. that makes sense uh we wagered the oakland five as well um i got through five i know the first five and i didn't know the six so i thought hey maybe it's the sixth so we said the sixth amendment
6: the answer is the sixth amendment All right. well
4: done.
5: it's a big 10 point swing yeah using my paralegal studies knowledge so it looks like despite a gritty game uh, we ended up with what 55 points yeah 55 and you're at 115 that is correct (sighs) you're the cream of the crop
2: yeah no I'm living in a nightmare and I am the queen congratulations
3: (laughs) luckily we we bet uh, conservatively and uh, Jeff and I uh, actually do listen to the show so we knew a lot of those answers except Bobby Wallbanger because I don't drink that's what I'm talking about (laughs) Uh, but no thank you very much for throwing uh, us under the wheel there Mm -hmm. that's all right. um, thank you for, for hosting this awesome game. Uh, you both are amazing and your show is amazing. Uh, and then everyone, uh, can find you at uh, misinformation Podcasts anywhere that podcasts are heard
4: anywhere. Good Daddy. podcasts are heard.
3: Yes. Um, and
7: you can get us, hit us up at our website, www.misinfopod.com.
3: MissInfoPod.com mm-hmm. yep. uh, Any any last words uh, for our listeners or any uh, fun anecdotes here?
7: I'm getting married next month. Well, oh, like, congratulations. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. He's a real man and everything. Oh,
3: hey, how <laughs> about know. that?
7: It's weird that you have to specify that. I know, isn't that strange?
3: Well, <laughs> so. we'll make sure to write the wedding announcement. There's not uh, any
0: rom-coms about podcasters yet, so that occupation not is
7: still yet. available. No, oh, that's God. good because it's very hot right now. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Well, I let's just say
3: uh, as someone in the business, it's in development all right well uh thank you very much to uh julian lauren for the misinformation podcast for joining us today uh please check out their show uh it's one of our favorites and uh for everyone who emailed us about the show and how much they love it uh keep sending those emails and then we're just going to start forwarding it to them uh just because so oh, they can read it. Oh, that'd be great um but uh yeah we just wanted to say thank you very much for hosting that wonderful game we'll have you back again uh for ken matt jeff julia and lauren and for the voodoo doll and my pill that makes them come on the show every time my name is neil and that was triviality
2: my f-ing
5: starting goalie marco belcher call him he's from regina regina
2: drinks a lot of hand sanitizer what's so f-ing funny giggly bits <laughs> We have your mama right here. Oh, yes.
1: Look at this beautiful smile. There she is. Say hello. Oh, Chernobyl I'm on your team! Does anybody else see this oh, sh- a woman. Your
5: turn. I love you, Mama. You might want to wash it before you put on, man. Huh? Hi, I'm Doug Ladd. Two rules, man. Stay away from my cassettes. and do you have any cassettes, man? All right.